Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to the first episode of Girl on the Swing, and this is Priscilla. I've known for quite a while that I wanted to do a podcast, but I kind of wasn't too sure what um, topic I wanted to cover and what would be interesting for people to, you know, listen to. And I've listened over the last year or so to quite a few different uh, different podcasts and different topics and and it is amazing what what is out there but um and I learned an awful lot in the process as well um listening to um, people's stories events um whether it was about crime or whether it was about gr- people growing up or social media so many different things and so many different topics so um I thought well gosh I've kind of reached the age of well, now I'm in my early 60s, um, I thought I I figured I knew enough that maybe I might be able to talk about a few things. And especially thinking about my life experiences with uh, family and trauma, events, you know, all of those kind of, th- kind of things that we kind of, many of us go through. And I thought possibly that that might be it might be interesting to people, and um, especially if sometimes you're talking about it's a subject where people can relate, um, which quite a few podcasts I listen to, I heard many stories that, um, gosh, I was like, I was, I could absolutely relate to. So by the time I get done with this podcast, you'll understand um, why I named my podcast Girl on the Swing. Um, so I hope that you enjoy um, this goes back to when I was really, really, really little, and I gathered facts from talking to my, you know, mom about stories, you know, growing up and before she passed away, and things that I remembered in my life, you know, talking to family and stuff. And this one incident um, kind of shaped a lot of things for me. But when we were really little, there was a store called the Blue Chip Stamp Store. And I am definitely aging myself by saying that. But you used to be able to go to the grocery stores and when you'd buy your groceries, then they would spit out these stamps. And they would give you booklets and you could go through and um, lick the stamps and put them in these books. And that's what my mom would give us kids, my brother, sister, and I, um, these stamps and we would go through and be so excited to lick these things and which the I remember the licking tasted terrible and we would fill up these books and when you had enough books you could go to what they call the blue chip stamp store and it was just like a department store and you could go there and you could buy things with your stamps and I guess we were going to there to get a dining room table and chairs and my mom dad and Um, brother, sister, and I. I have an older sister and older brother, and then I'm the youngest. And we get to the blue chip stamp store, and my um, mom decided to tell us to, they had this this picture area where we could go. Um, She said, go and, and get a picture, and so we can hang a picture above each one of your beds. And I was like, all excited, you know, all excited, and and, uh, you know, that we got to, because we didn't have a lot of money. And um, so we went over to the picture area. And I, as I was walking towards there, I saw, oh my gosh, this, 
this is the picture. I, I remember holding it in my hands and being like, she's beautiful. I, I, I just, she had this beautiful pink ballet outfit on and ballet shoes. And I think she was in the first position, if I remember from the time I took ballet and she had her hair up and she was just so cute. And she had these big, beautiful eyes and and I was just in love with this picture. And my sister took the picture away from me and said, that's the picture she wanted. And I was like, but, you know, I, whatever I said, you know, I saw it first, you know, whatever kids do to, to argue. So at that point, um, my dad came over. I I had taken the picture back from my sister, apparently, because my dad came over and took the picture away from me and said, your sister's older it's her picture. You go pick, you go pick another picture because you're not a ballerina. And I was kind of like, oh, I was just so, I was, I just remember feeling sad. And my mom said that I was very sad and which we'll cover in future episodes. I was a very, very quiet, sad child, which if anyone knows me to this day, they know that is not true at all. <laughs> Um, and my sister was just so bubbly and she had these beautiful, beautiful brown curls and she had this beautiful smile and she was just so happy all the time and just so, just so happy and just, I just remember her being a very happy child. So my mom took my hand and we walked around and looked at the rest of the pictures and she's like, this one is perfect for you. She goes, look at this. And she she hands me this picture, and I'm like, but I I want the ballerina picture. And she's like, well, your sister has that picture. Let's, you know, it's best we just find you a different picture. And my mom said I was just really like, I wanted the ballerina picture. Well, so we found this other picture, and and she told me, she goes, look at this, this. She looks just like you. She's got long brown hair that's kind of flying in the wind with a headband, kind of like a headband like you you wear and she's got kind of big sad eyes like yours and she's on a swing and she's swinging and it's just one of those she looks just like just like you and you know she's doing one of your favorite things you know how much you like to swing and she's wearing a little pinafore like you have and and she's just you know really cute and so you know I was like okay I'll I'll take that picture but I really wanted the other picture and uh, my father was not happy that, you know, we had caused or I was a bit, I had caused trouble in the store. And uh, <clears throat> we got in the car and and we were kind of all, us kids were in the back seat and we were kind of holding our pictures and looking at our pictures. And all I could do was look over at my sister's. <laughs> she had the pink, bell, you know, the ballerina and the cute pink outfit and the ballet shoes and her hair was up and so pretty and I kept, you know, looking at it and my mom's like, my sister kept telling me, you can't have it, you can't have it. And I was just so, I was just so bummed. And I just remember feeling so empty and just so sad that I just wanted that beautiful picture. And, you know, I know as as children, we can't get everything that we, can't get everything that we want. And that's, you know, that's something you have to learn as a child. So we we got to hang these pictures above our beds or by our bed. 
And at the time, we lived in a very small two-bedroom apartment. And um, uh, the three of us shared a bedroom. And it was pretty crowded having three beds in there. And we kind of each had our own little little area. And um, I remember going to bed that first night. And my mom said I just, I couldn't get to sleep. And I remember staring at that picture and many, many, many years of nights staring at that picture and thinking to myself, thinking to myself as as a child, because when you're a child, you're, you know, five or so, you only, you only know so much and you only know what you're presented with, if that makes any sense. You, you don't know what it's like in anyone else's household because you're being raised the way you are and you think to yourself, you know, is is everybody's family like this? Is everybody's family the way my family is? And uh, I used to go to the, you know, playground um, at school, and I would stand on the swing just like she was, and I would try and swing as high as I could, and I'd close my eyes, and I would just imagine myself, you know, jumping off the swing and having my you know, mom and dad both there, you know, taking me in my hands, you know, taking my hands and then just, you know, walking away like we were this, this happy family. And uh, every time I did get up on the swing, and I would try and swing and jump off, half the time the monitors on the playground would say, get off the swing again. And I even did it so many times where I was banned from the swings for a while. But, um, I often would imagine what this this child's life was like in this picture. If she had a happy life, if she had parents that loved her, if she had any type of happiness in her life. Because I knew that I wasn't, I knew I was sad all the time. I was just sad and quiet. And I just wondered if there was ever a time that she might possibly cry or she might possibly, you know, be confused and she might possibly feel like I did. And, you know, you never know how other people are feeling or, you know, when you're a child, you just think everybody's life is like your life and this is just how it is. And I just imagined I would look at her and and just imagine her swinging and, and being happy and hoping that she was happy. If I couldn't be happy, then, you know, maybe she was happy. <clears throat> And this picture kind of became very iconic with me because I I didn't really, you know, when you're little, as I've said, you know, before, and you don't know how, how things are, you kind of, I don't know if you can say, I don't know if it's right to say that you're in kind of survival, survival mode when you're a child, but I think sometimes when you go through things as a child, you become what you, you become 
like you're in survival mode. You kind of become what your surroundings are. And um, I so many times wanted to escape from what was going on in my household and the things that were happening to me or to my mom and, um, you know, my brother and my sister. And, you know, I just, I would just remember looking at this little girl and just thinking about all the different things that she could be doing. And, you know, does she have brothers or sisters? Or, and does she have, you know, a happy family? And, you know, what is she doing? And I would think of these adventures in my head of, you know, if, you know, if she was happy, and if she was going on picnics, and, you know, she had friends at school that, you know, didn't make fun of her because she was so quiet. And, and, uh, so for me in my life, this picture kind of became, it kind of became like a, I don't know how, how I would say it, it kind of became a kind of an anthem for me. And I am 62 years old. And I, you know, you figure got this picture when I was five. And I've had this picture and it's come with me everywhere I've moved. Um, every place I've gone it's always been with me and I've always had it, you know, leaning up on a desk or hanging in my room or in my closet or behind my door. I've always had it somewhere and I've always kind of looked at it and it always reminded me of what I was like as a child. And it always reminded me of what I didn't want my child to have to go through if that makes any sense. And I didn't want, if I ever had children, which I did, that I wouldn't want them to feel like I did. And I would want them to feel um, loved every day. And I would want them to feel happy every day and know that they are okay to be whoever they are and know that it's okay to laugh and it's okay to cry and it's okay to it's just okay to exist and there were so many times when i was a little kid that i wished i could crawl under a rock and um wish that i could hide behind my mom which i did most of the time anyways and wish that i could um you know not be around because of some of the things that were going on in my household and um so for me, I think this picture kind of became an anthem that I, I made it. It kind of became a a sign that that I took with me everywhere I went and that it that I was no longer that little girl that I had survived and that I had gone through things that I wouldn't want other people to go through. And so did other people in my family and that it was all going to be okay. And I think when we go through things in life and we have trauma and challenges and um, events that sometimes we don't have control over and, and our reactions over things and our just all the things that happen to all of us in life and all the things that, 
you know, we experience good, bad, or, or indifferent, that no matter what, we have to try and have hope. And we have to try and we have to try and realize that no matter what we've gone through, and no matter what circumstances brought us to where we're at, that you have to have hope that things will be better. You've got to have hope that life will change. You've got to have hope that a new direction will happen. You have to have hope that a new path will open up and a new door will open. And sometimes just having hope that you'll make it to the next day. And then the next day and the day after that. And just remembering that that each one of us is loved and each one of us is valued and each one of us is important and no matter what we end up going through in life as a child or as an adult that there are things that we can't change and we need to get through that and just remember that there is hope there's happiness and there's love and we are valued and it took me many 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 years to feel like I was valued at all and to feel like I mattered in this world at all. Because um, when you have things happen as a child, you think to yourself, you know, I felt empty most of my childhood um, until I became a teenager. You know, I just felt like it was possibly not, I didn't feel like I was alive. I just felt like I was that that sad child that my dad said I was and that I was worthless and that I was not as pretty as my sister. And, you know, you carry those things around with you for so long. And, you know, it isn't until you, you know, things change and things did. As I go on and have different episodes, you know, I'll talk about you know, my journey with my family and all that and, and how things did change and, and did, um, did get better. But, you know, inside, you still, you still feel the way you do. And sometimes, you know, buying something or doesn't really get you to feel better. You have to feel better on your own. And, um, you you have to find your value again. You have to find your worth. And it is hard. And it's not an easy journey at all. And it took me many, many, many years. And it wasn't until I was an adult um, that I realized that, you know, I was absolutely, absolutely an asset on this earth. And that absolutely was loved. And I absolutely mattered. And it mattered every day that I woke up. And it mattered every day that I went to work or school or helped somebody or did something for my family or a friend. It mattered. And I mattered to myself. And I mattered to those that I loved. And that's, I think, what I want to end with today is that, that we all go through things and they change us. They change us inside. And that 
we do have hope and we are valued and we all matter. So please don't ever forget that you, that you don't matter. Um, I mean, don't ever forget that you matter. Remember that you're loved. Remember that you're valued. Remember that you're beautiful. And all of you just remember how amazing you are. So I hope you enjoyed this first episode of The Girl on the Swing. And now you know why it's called The Girl on the Swing. And I still have that picture and it still hangs in my in my home. And uh, I value it and will treasure it till the day I die. Um, I appreciate all of you listening. And I hope you do all remember that you are loved and you are valued. And I can't wait to do the next episode. So have a great day. Thank you. Bye.